0: Straight into it. Episode three of P Valley. Uh, Season one, episode three. Higher ground. And uh, off top, I got to give a round of applause to Mercedes. Because uh, the dance that she gave Coach was so damn good. This dude thought they was in the club by themselves. You talk about a magical... Experience that transports you from being in a room of, I don't know, 150, 100 and 200 people, I don't know, to just you and her. Damn, you good. You're good, girl. No wonder why they call you the GOAT. You're good. And he talk about taking you from the pole to the palace. Like, yikes. All right. Now, one of the things I want to say, I'm going to stick on Mercedes for a while, right? Because she's she's got some things going on. She's definitely got, you know, coach on the line pretty much. So she can, if she wants to stop doing this, she can. Right. And then I know some people be like, you know, hell yeah, I take that shit. I get it too. I, if somebody was offering a sponsor to me, I'd take it. Like life is hard. Inflation's a bitch right now. So I'm looking at this and. With everything that Mercedes has going on, because we're talking about everything throughout this episode, right? So, let's just stick on Mercedes for a second. She got a trifling mama. That's just it. Right there. The end. Trifling mama. So, you're making all this money for your dreams. And you say, Ma, you take this money and put it in your account and uh, hold it for me. And then you could use it for the church's loan so y'all can the loan people can see that y'all have money in the bank but you got to give it back and you know patrice agreed to do that but when she asked patrice for the money patrice tried to you know dog her like what you what you gonna do with it you know what i'm saying it don't matter it doesn't matter what i'm gonna do with it it's just stupid that's absolutely dumb and uh it's it's bad i i i feel bad right now and i'm sorry for the like the loss of words and i'm not saying anything but seeing this go down you know what's gonna happen you know she's not gonna get that money back and also she's dealing with terica (laughs) terica out there wilding ain't it like she she got a little twerk thing going on for the top 20 bad bitches to try and get invited to some thirsty ass dude's pool party like i'm a dude and i know this I'm, i'm a father i have daughters um as soon as i saw this scene i was like oh hell no with your little hot ass hell no and like mercedes said they had the nerve to do it with the chuckleless shorts on like you you representing a brand here This my brand that you over here shaking your ass and my brand looking like some thoughts now we're gonna get to a deeper thing on this for me it's deeper but i'm just gonna say this as you saw terrica hit her over the head with one of those comments, like when she was punishing them for it, she was like, and y'all out here shaking y'all ass. terrica's was like, well, what's the difference with you? And the only thing she could respond was with, you know, she couldn't respond with was the idea that I get paid to do my shit. You out here doing it for free. OK, I get that. But, um, all right, let's talk away from this show for a minute. How many times you ever heard somebody do something the same thing that you that you doing and they gonna come at you and tell you it's wrong and then you say well bitch you're doing the same thing well I get paid to do it that make it better (laughs) it makes it better so I kind of looked at that and I didn't have that growing up but I had some I'm not gonna lie y'all I had some friends that their parents would be telling them not to do something and you know I'm a fly on the wall in the situation because I was probably over at that house when I shouldn't have been at that house and I'm looking like, dang, they're going to hit you over the head for doing that, but they're doing the same damn thing. It's wild. And and we do it a lot as as parents. You know, Um, do as I say, not as I do, so to speak. But, um, yeah, Mercedes has some issues going on. And then she had to break up that party with Terrica, too. Y'all already see Terrica going a certain way, right? Like, she's she the hot girl. And I don't mean that like she a hoe. I just mean she's the it girl. She's got the same things her mama got going for her that her mama talked about in other episodes of you know having an abundance so to speak I also think that the message she gave Terica at that party was uh foreshadowing because if Terica does continue to go certain ways and, and do certain things she's going to end up pregnant and and Mercedes knows this because she was in the same situation so to speak I mean her mama was a apparently a pimp but uh it's going to be the same thing, and I, I really hope that's not the case. Um, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm praying that's not the case. I, I definitely hope Terika listens, or, or maybe this was just a one-time thing, and Terrica was just experimenting, whatever the case may be, just while we're talking about Patrice. Did y'all catch that? Patrice always told Mercedes, never tell a bitch your plans. The irony is Mercedes been telling Patrice her plans the whole time, and Patrice knowing she was never going to give her the money, never said anything, never did anything because she's got bigger. She's got her eyes set on bigger things. And that feather that was in her eye, that the pastor took out of her eye. You know what it is. She wants her own church. She wants to be her own pastor. And, and she thought she was going to get it at that church. She really did. And what happened to her? She gets shunned in that meeting when she talks about you know, whoever the other reverend was or the deacon or whoever, not not being able to keep people attentive in their seats. And um, I thought that was really a big moment. And I, I say a big moment because, one, she got shunned. And she found out that the guy that was telling her, the, the head pastor that was saying, I might have to give you a, a tryout in the pulpit, man, he was just hanging that carrot in front of her face and getting her to walk wherever he needed. And he needed her to walk into that pulpit, sing her songs, and then walk out, not stay there. Right. So she needed to be there to get the money from everybody in that church. She's a fundraiser. That is her position. And he said, you know, now you the best church treasurer the church done ever had. But that's all she was going to be. He didn't say that. That's what I'm saying. That's all she was ever going to be for that for that position, for that guy, for that church. She was just there to get money and the symbolism of that's how she treated Mercedes. She never gave Mercedes a chance to grow and do something on her own or become bigger than what she was at the moment. And the pastor put her in the same boat. You'd think that she would recognize that you think that she would be like, dang, I need to get myself right. Instead, she thinks that she has a vision from the Lord to have her own church. And I say, think y'all can be like, well, what if she really did have one? Don't care. Not even important right now. The Lord ain't never told nobody to rob nobody to get their vision. At least that's what I know. Y'all know something different? Let me know. Finesse? I don't know. That's that's just a little too far. Y'all know how you get something is the same way you lose it, right? I'm just saying, how you got that church? Okay. All right. Well, Patrice is is a trip on her own. And, and I like the fact that she got shunned from preaching, but I understand what this segues itself into. That she gonna want her own church. And she's going to take that money and she's not giving it back to Mercedes. I see it and I'm already hurt by it. I'm already hurt. Um, But yeah, so we're going to keep it moving here. And um, I have to talk about something we talked about last couple episodes. Remember I told you I don't like Haley? This motherfucking wire right here. She needed that T right to get to Uncle Clifford. And Remember Andre Texter, and he was like, yo, last night was fire. Hope you have a blessed day. First of all, let's, let's pause for the calls right here and talk about this. You had a phone sex conversation yesterday, right? And in having that phone sex conversation, your next day response ain't till 7.30 p.m. The next day to say last night was fire. Hope you're having a blessed day. Wink. Fucking weirdo. Like, just, just leave it alone after the first message. Yo, last night was fire. You up for it again? Hope you having a blessed day after that? <laughs> Man. Stop, Andre. <laughs> like, I was, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm a rider for Andre. I think he's a, a a well-to-do young guy, even though, you know, he's clearly having some marital issues. There's something going on with him and his wife. Um, it ain't all Happyville like it may be presented. I can tell you that right now. Um. The next part is, Haley didn't even want to talk to him. She really didn't. She was looking at, ugh, disgust on her face when he texted her. But then, Telex sent that message, right? And Telex said, hey, you better come with this government ID before we tend this, you know send this money back. And she's like, ah, shit. So what did she do? She called Andre. Now, just straight up, y'all know that was like a struggle date, right? Because y'all see all the way she was eating that food. Haley was not eating, but inhaling that shit. And it kind of made me aware that, dang, I don't, I don't ever think we saw Haley really eat too much since she got that $50 plate that she was scarfing down. That's not to make fun of her. That's just to let us know the situation that she was in. She didn't want to be there. Then it's like, okay, well, I might as well make the best of this. I'm going to eat and the way he was looking at her, she didn't slow down cuz she was slightly embarrassed even though she was hungry. And He's like, "Nah, don't stop on my behalf." Yo. I've had a couple of those before, I'm not going to lie to you. I I I've, I've definitely had a date or two where I went out and I can clearly tell that they was there for the food and nothing else cuz a old girl, all I saw was the top of her head as she leaned down in that plate and she ate. That's just me I digress from that story. I'm just saying, damn it, Andre, you got to recognize this shit. But um it turned into some, into some good conversation, especially I appreciate the older guy being there, and you know, telling them that they look like a nice couple. And we see that all the time, don't you? Haven't you gone out with somebody like a friend or just a random person, not even on a date, and y'all sitting there talking, and somebody's like, "Oh, y'all such a nice couple." And Andre tried to say, "Oh, we're not a couple, right?" And then Haley was like, "Oh, no, 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 we just done." Uh, we're not done looking around. We just got a little take a little break, you know what I'm saying? And I looked at that scene and I was like, okay, so here it is. Here's here's a little bit of baiting here where she's making Andre feel like there's more to this than what it really is, so she can get closer quicker to get that T. So um I see what you're doing, Haley. That's why I don't like your ass. But it's fine. You play a good character. This I know this is TV. I ain't gonna make this personal, but um, yeah. I, I like the conversation that they had once he told them about the mounds, the Choctaw Mounds was it was a good story. I I'm gonna look it up to see if it's true, to be honest with you. I love history. Um and if that's true, that's really amazing. Um wherever this fictional city may be, I'm gonna look and see if that's that's actually true. But the next part is in come the girls, right? And you know they totally blow her vibe. And they want Andre to feed them too. Because as soon as they sit down, they was like, oh, put it on his tab. And, of course, he doesn't say anything. He does it. But I think, once again, that's a little recognition of what's the difference between Haley and the rest of the girls. All of them looking for a meal ticket in this situation. Not saying, overall, they're just gold diggers. But in this situation, they all got the same thing from Andre. At least three of them didn't have to lie about it. Mercedes, Mississippi, and Gidget did not have to lie to Andre to get a free meal, or to get some information, because they got that up out of Haley. And then Haley decides that she's gonna go to the burial grounds with them, or excuse me, the the mounds, not burial. And once again, this confuses Andre because it confused the fuck out of me. I know what she about, but still, Andre's like, all right, yeah, cool. You know, I think that was a really good scene also have to deal with the simple fact that there's other things going on with Haley, right? And uh she holds that baby in the club and has that flashback. And now she has to go get drunk. You know, she's she's throwing back shots in the club. She's sloppy. Let's just be honest. She's sloppy drunk because she's emotional. She's dealing with, you know, things from her past. And she loses control of herself in the wrong place, to be dead honest. But she loses control of herself and she sees the other girls up there dancing. And what does she try to do? She tries to get up on that pole and dance. And Mercedes had to save her. Mercedes had to come up there and and make it look like it was all a part of the, you know, the thing, the 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 show. And Haley didn't like it. But Mercedes checked her ass with that, you know, keep your drunk ass off my pole thing. And I thought that was really dope, too. I, I think a lot of these scenes are dope because they build for further things. And, and you can see that Haley claims she doesn't need any help, that she's dealing with things just fine. And she's not. Um, so someone's going to have to end up being Haley's, you know, left hand, right hand, whatever you want to call it. Cause whatever she's dealing with, she can't deal with it alone. like her or not. That's just the truth. Um, and I think it will end up being Mercedes because I don't see Mississippi helping her. I don't see Gidget helping her. I don't see anybody else in that club really helping her unless there's an unknown character that we're going to get developed like toy which god knows toy no (laughs) but maybe one of the other girls in there is going to become a more dynamic character Um, but as of right now i don't see that period i just i just don't see that so i think it's going to be mercedes now real quick i definitely want to talk about corbin because we talked about this uh in the review of episode two um yes corbin does like to get beat up that's his fantasy right but during the day, Corbin works the same fields that his mother worked for the master of the house, so to speak, and just say what it is. Um, old man, Kyle, who was actually his father. And, and we find that out for sure, for sure. Um, when Uncle Clifford is talking to him, right? And Uncle Clifford is talking about keeping his secret and everything else. But he got some tea for me. And Corbin spills the whole deal about the casino land right and in spilling that deal i wanted to talk about this first because he's talking about how much his brothers he and his brothers are going to get for that land and uncle clifford has you know the way patrice had the feather in his eye uh her eye excuse me uncle clifford has money in her eyes too she sees what's going on you know she understands oh man all i gotta do is hold this i gotta hold this club and we're good we're absolutely good so they talk about secrets and they talk about the fact that the good old boy Kyle is his real dad and he's the bastard son and the the son of the maid is now running the farm essentially which let me know like we talked about the other day the brothers aren't doing anything they're sitting back on their on their you know on their ass while the other brother is still actually working the land like he's a slave and that's really messed up um but I mean shit like that happens I, I know this is completely off subject, but uh Uncle Clifford's outfit. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm a heterosexual male, but I want to say this. Whoever is dressing him and doing the costume stuff, y'all be coming up with some of the wildest just most outrageously fashionable outfits. Cuz that shit was actually really good. Like um it shows a lot about his character when I see that um, and I don't mean his character like inside. I mean the character that is Uncle Clifford. He will go anywhere and be himself and he will be a shining bright ass star. You can't miss him. You really can't. And it has actually become a-, a thing for me now when I watch these episodes to see his outfit. Like, what's he going to do now? Alright, last last week it was you know, well, excuse me, the other scene it was Frida Gallo and now it's this kind of steel magnolia southern thing while he's actually walking on a it's red but it's you know it's not white like they used to do but um he's actually walking on a cotton farm a black male dressed almost like a woman just the the contradictions to between tradition is just and i say tradition not in the sense that he's wrong y'all so don't get me wrong but you know that's just something you wouldn't have seen a black man dressed up like a female on a cotton just just Oxymorons all over the place, y'all. It really is. And, I, and in, in an artistic way, it was really dope. It really was. Like I said, um, for those of you who don't know, I'm a photographer. So I would have killed to just be there on that scene while they were shooting that just to get some photos of that. The all red and the all white cotton field. You know what I'm saying? On a black male. A dress on a black male. Um, it was dope. Uh, cinematic and... In a pho- um, photography sense, it was it was really dope, and I like that. I kind of admire the, the what they're doing here with playing with so many things at one time. And and now since I'm like on Uncle Clifford, let's let's continue this. Eventually, he gets that T right. He gets that word from Haley um, after her and Andre have their room exchange. Right? We're gonna talk about Andre in a minute, and I'll get to the room exchange. But I want since we on Clifford, I want to talk about this. Did y'all see how hard? clifford came at andre at the end of that he wasn't on no oh yeah you know nah he was he was straight look the the masculinity came out you gonna tell me what the fuck going on you gonna give me all the information i need and then he dismissed his ass with a mush Andre, how many times have you seen somebody get mushed and just walk away normally you get mushed and you got to turn around and you got to fight andre just walked away he knew better so what does that say about andre one and uncle clifford more importantly number two Andre knew he didn't want no beef, and he especially didn't want it with Uncle Clifford in his club with Big L right there. Y'all think Big L would have done anything? I don't think so. I think Uncle Clifford would have handled that shit, to be honest with you. And that's why I looked at that scene. I was like, damn, he, he a little more gangster than I thought. I thought he was like 50% gangster. I knew he had it in him, but I didn't think, you know, he had it like that depressed on him. And not need anybody else To do a damn thing That was dope I really like that one as well Um, The more I watch this show Because they have different directors You see so much every week And and every week it's like Okay, you're getting someone else's take and how they show things Yeah, they're using the writing But how they represent it and show it visually Is so unique and different From what we saw last week And I think that's why the show never really gets old Um, So Uncle Clifford's gonna hold that He's going he's gonna to hold on to it. Like we said when we were talking about um, Corbin being outside. He's going to hold on to this pink until he gets the sale. Because he knows he's going to lose it. The pink is going. Um, now, I just want to talk about <laughs> Haley again in this correlation to Uncle Clifford. She, she gets the tea. How does she get the tea and give it to Uncle Clifford? Well, she sets Andre up after a long day of being a nerd. Like, let me, let me tell you, i never had this done to me, but in all honesty, the way she set Andre up was just, oh, it was brutal. That's like one of the things I consider to be a best date. We're going to go out and get something to eat. We're going to talk a little bit, find out we got stuff in common. Then we go nerd out together. And then after we nerd out together, all right, you know, you trying to go back to the room? Oh, for real? What's up? And she played them. They was almost halfway bucky ass naked. And what'd she say? Oh, you gotta go get a condom. He ain't have one. So where he have to go? Downstairs. The dude at the front desk is judging him. <laughs> like, mm, ain't you married? What you doing with that girl up in your room? So then he leaves and he goes to Walgreens. The whole time he's in Walgreens, she's on his computer. God dang, she's on his computer. And she good, because she's getting all the files. And she sends Uncle Clifford what he needs, right? And then she disguises it in a sense to say the reason why I ran away is because I found that you had pictures of me on your laptop. And she left it up for Andre to see, too. But she took that promised land stuff and y'all saw the map for promised land. The map for promised land. Oh, Come on, y'all. That was like it killed me. So if you didn't see it, uh, just understand that the Kyle property. That they're getting all this damn money for is not even the property that's needed to build the casino the property that is absolutely essential and needed for the casino is the pink all right so if you didn't catch that um i'm gonna go back in here and i'm gonna add like a funk master flex bomb drop right there so here's a here's a space for it bow bomb so y'all understand this is why Todd L. Ruffin is making this this legislation. He's making this this no titties and tequila ordinance because that's going to shut the pink down and the pink gets shut down then they don't have to buy it. They can just take it over. But you 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 catch this. And I, I know y'all racism is out here. I get it. We see it all the time. And damn it, we going to fucking talk about that shit. I ain't straying away from it because it's a podcast and somebody may not like it. OK, whatever. Pause, skip to the next one. Thank you for listening. But here, we're going to talk about it. So here is this trans. I don't even know if he's trans. I'm sorry. Let me let me back that up. Here's a black person (laughs) that owns a club. And you clearly don't like him because of his life choices and how he chooses to present himself. We saw that during the, the car wash episode. And you're also trying to shut his club down. So you don't like them and you're trying to shut this club down for what? Why? And we can't, you know, even Uncle Clifford can't figure out why. She's asking, why are you trying to do this? Why are you trying to shut me down? Now we know they need that land under the pink more than they need that Kyle property. But the, the fucking audacity of them to offer the Kyle brothers a shit ton of money for property they don't even need and offer the, the the owner of the property that they need nothing. Y'all, it's happened a million times before. I can tell you, it's happened a million times before. This is not, oh the whole world is racist and black people got it the hardest. No, this is just an honest assessment. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen land be taken and they'd be like, oh, we'll give you this amount of money for it. And, and the people, like me, say, okay because you can't fight a city or, you know, a state or whatever. You don't think you can. And then down the same road, they're going to offer more money to someone who looks a little lighter than you. Well, I'm just going to say there's a lack of melanin in them. All right. So I just it was disgusting. And I I know I'm late to the show, but even on this, I was like, wow, they really hit that on the head, though. So let's screw the owner of the the place that we need and let's give a kickback to the Kyle brothers, which is what we're going to talk about. Wayne and Wyatt, Kyle, and Tydell Ruffin. So we see Andre out with Tydell Ruffin, right? And Andre is actually standing there talking to him. And Tydell is, you know, pouring out for the gods. So he says, you know, you got to feed the gods. And we, we see his beliefs right there. Have no problem with that. But we see Andre confront him on the optics of how it looks that you're paying out money to people that we don't need. You're cutting them in on a deal that they don't even need to be in. And he says, yeah, he said, well, that's kickbacks. He says, that's not kickbacks. That's just a thank you for getting me elected. Now, we see there that Wayne, not Wyatt, Wyatt's the dumb one. Remember, Wayne's the cunning one that was real slick about the racism in the last episode. He runs the city council. And in running that city council, Tyrell Ruffin knows the wheels he's ha- he has to grease in order to get things done. And um, while I understand what he's saying, it's also disgusting. It, it is, but it isn't. It's politics. Like, you're going to have to do some kind of shady shit sometimes to to get some good things, maybe, on the back end. And that's the the tricky part because you don't know what you're going to get. I feel bad for tydell because i understand that he's trying to bring something to chuck elisa but also i understand that in order to bring something you got to give something and i think he's really giving his soul but i i do like the idea that andre is trying to seriously look out for the people there um he remembers that and even tydell said that you remember your people here you came back for me you know because andre moved off to atlanta and let's be honest, a lot of smaller southern cities, the goal of everybody there is to make it big. And most of the time they move out. And where do they go? Atlanta. I can tell you, I got a shit ton of people from home that live in Atlanta right now. Half Atlanta is, is where I'm from right now. Like, you know, everybody moved and went to Atlanta. Half my wife's people and friends moved to Atlanta. And it's, it's all directions. Atlanta is the capital of the South. I'm just going to put it out there and be honest with you. So for him to go there. And then you know, be an esquire, and then come back, you know, to do business and help his god daddy, the man who apparently raised him, was honorable. It really is. But he doesn't like what god daddy's doing, and he sees it, and he calls him out on it. And um, I kind of got to laugh at the fact that Tydell pretty much told him, "Shut up, and get the job done." And then getting that job done. If you got to shake the hand with the devil to get the bigger thing done, then do it. And that's literally what he said. He said, I know what I have to do when I need you to close out on this deal. I think this correlation we're going to see, you know, this this relationship, it's going to change, y'all. Um, and we're going to see it go from, hey, God, son, I love you to it might be a, a fuck you later. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that's what it's honestly going to be. Um, because Andre's already telling us that's not what he wants to do, how he wants to do it. He doesn't play ball that way, which also makes me think that Andre might try to take over. Um, I don't know though. Cause that's a tough one. I, I see, I see Patrice trying to uh, take over. I really do. Cause she, mm, I can't tell you why. And I'm probably wrong. I'm probably going to be wrong. I'm just going to put this out here. Y'all can mark this in, in the P Valley episode three talk that I said, you're going to have Andre running for mayor and you're gonna have uh, Patrice running. And it's it's gonna be the Saints versus the centers, so to speak. Um not to say Andre's a center and not to say uh Patrice is a Saint. It's just that's how it's gonna break down. And I wanna say Uncle Clifford gonna be somewhere involved in that. It might be he's gonna pick a side or he might run himself. Cause you know, this is T V you know, dramaful shit'll happen. But um yeah, I can see that happening. And I actually would want it to happen. Um. Oh, the other thing. Diamond. Diamond's still out here saving people, y'all. And he did it twice in this episode, twice that I caught, maybe more than that. Um, when Mississippi was out there practicing with Gidget and Mercedes and they were doing their Trinity thing and they were doing, the, you know, the surfboard with the people on the top and the bottom, which I thought was absolutely dope. Mississippi was the one holding the pole and she couldn't because her wrist hurt. So she came down and she was like, oh, just my wrist. And who comes out of nowhere? diamond and he he gives her a root pretty much um well at least i'm gonna say a root but that's what i call it it's some that's some homemade medicine right there he took the black pepper and everything and, and drew the the swelling out pretty much he made an ibuprofen recipe uh they kind of have a moment him in mississippi and i was like okay this is this is what's up whoever she's with whoever mercedes excuse me Mississippi is with. They 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 about to lose her to Diamond. Um and then Gidget messes it up. Which was absolutely stupid. I, I hated that. Um but the next part of that, I, I have to say, he saved Haley. And not in a necessarily bad way, but I just say that he does not like anybody infringing on these girls, period. It can be like a hey girl, I'm just trying to holler at you. nope, not while I'm around or it could be a I'm a push up on her and I'm a hitter. Nope, not while I'm around. So let's 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 look at the count here. Remember the first time he did something for somebody, he jumped in for Mercedes when Jesse was trying to get a little handsy with her. And now, you know, he kind of came in uncalled for Mississippi when she was hurt and nobody wanted to say why she was hurt. Her wrist was all bruised and battered and he knew what it was, but he helped her out, right? And then Haley Comes outside of the club, you know, with their blonde wig on, you know. And Big L is like, um, you know, Mercedes. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Big L and Diamond were outside talking about Jungle Juice or Tang, um, and out walks Haley. It's raining, and Big L says, "Oh, you know, you gonna be all right in the streets, or do you need an escort and somebody with an umbrella?" It was a double entendre. He, he meant a walk home, but he also meant, you know, I can take you home if you know what I'm saying. And Diamond goes, nah, she's straight. And he's like, oh, OK. So Big L gave him the look like, oh, that's you. That's what you're doing tonight. All right, cool. And as soon as Big L walked off, so did Diamond. He didn't he didn't want anything to do with her like that. He just didn't want her to be pressed by anybody. And I, I respect that. Um, but while we respect and protect women, I also got to say this. Damn it, Diamond. There's gonna be a time when you you can't be around. He be swinging here like Spider-Man, right when you need him every time. Shit, you better you better say what Spider-Man say. You only get one. <laughs> you get one time for me to swing in and save your ass like this. All right. Um, I, I keep seeing that with Diamond, and it's it's cool. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate what he does, and I also see that he has some kind of sense. Diamond has some kind of sense that we don't know about just yet. For him to know every time that one of these girls needs something. Speaking of Mississippi, I just want to talk about this. It's nothing important, y'all. Mississippi got a whole doctor slash client that comes in there and only wants to see her sleep. Like, <laughs> I don't know if he's an anesthesiologist or whatever, but uh, oh boy, just <laughs> y'all. That was the funniest shit I ever seen in a, like ever, at least in a while. Let me put it like that. All she did was lay there, put some flowers on like she was resting in a casket, and not move. And he was making it rain. You talking about the easiest job in a strip club. Take a nap. (laughs) Take a nap. And you go get paid. I just thought that was pretty funny. Um, I don't know what made them add that in there. Uh, Maybe he'll have something later on. I don't know. But, um, yeah, (laughs) that was pretty funny. It was hilarious to me, but... There were so many things we could look at and talk about in this episode, and I promise you I can go longer than an hour. Um I can really specifically go longer just talking about how the fact that Terica House, and I say Terica House, because I know that's Shell's house and Cortez, um, even though Cortez is dead. But that's a nice house, ain't it? And we look at Mercedes and we see her room, and the the one room she has in that house. And you're like, okay, that's a really nice room because it's made from love. But Terrica lived in a mansion. And she was throwing, essentially, one of those parties you see like in a movie. High school, oh, my mom and dad went out of town. That was an epic-ass party in that, that big-ass house. The driveway was huge as hell. You see how she pulled up and took up the whole driveway? And somebody's like, oh, I wonder who bad bitch is that? Oh, no, that's somebody, mama. They knew. Let me tell you. Side note, we're not even talking about P-Valley anymore. That's the same look I used to get from my mama. When I do some dumb shit, she used to roll up on me like that with her lip kind of twitched to the side. I don't care who you are. You know it's time to leave. And I I pulled the same thing Tarika did. I promise you I tried to get up out of that house quicker than everybody else who wasn't supposed to be up in there. I mean, not that I had a house party. I didn't. But if anybody was around and she gave that look, I was leaving too, even though I knew it was coming for me. So I digress. I say this. (laughs) Because this episode had a lot that I could relate to understand. Um, Haley finally got that ID, y'all. And she went and got that money. Because Telex was like, nah, bruh. you be putting this back. It's been too long. She got the ID. She got the money. Now I want to see what she's going to do with it. And I want to see how much she's going to take out. I want to see just how much she's going to pull out. Because I'm telling you right now, once again, here's my declaration. Haley got a lot of money. I don't know who she got it from or how she got it, but she got it. And now that she's getting her hands on it, the pink going up for sale. There's all this land wars about to happen. Haley can't keep her nose to herself. Remember, she going to put herself in this. I hope she do. And I hope she don't. Because if she do and she get this land or she get the pink, I don't think the pink. Let's just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. She might. If she gets the pink. I don't think she's going to hold it. I think she's going to become the villain. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sitting here speculating so hard. I'm supposed to be talking about this, but that's my thoughts. Um, I don't like her. I think she's evil and she don't care about nobody else but herself. That's just me. That's Haley. I'm sorry. If anyone is actually from the show listening to this, I don't hate y'all. I just dislike some of y'all characters. Patrice, I don't like your character. Um, Haley, you on the fence right now, but you leaning on the on the evil side, to be dead honest with you. You're pretty as hell, though, but you leaning on the evil side. And I'm just going to say it like this. This was a really hefty episode. Like, we were fed a lot. Um, there's a lot of little tiny things that we were given. Like, um, oh, I glossed over this, and I totally forgot to mention this. This is in my notes here. Gidget used to cheer for old Miss. Hmm. I was thoroughly surprised by that. Uh, Gidget used to cheer for old Miss. I want to see what happened to her. I don't need a whole Gidget story, to be honest with you, because Gidget ain't in that club enough to, to do shit or to figure out what's going on with her. But just, I'm not going to say it's a fall from grace, but what changed? I guess we need to see this for everybody now, and be honest. Um, I, I want to see what happened with Haley, number one. Um, we already seeing what's happened with Mercedes. I, I still want my episode about Uncle Clifford. I gotta see like the origin. I'm a, I'm a huge comic book nerd, so origin stories are important to me. And I want to see what happened with Diamond, dead ass, because Mississippi has already said you aren't. You know, you done killed enough people over there while you were serving in the military. You don't need no more bodies on your hand. I want to see, cause there's something. I don't know how I'm about to say extraterrestrial. It's not extraterrestrial. I'm sorry. There's some kind of magic behind him. It really is. And, And for me, when I I can't say I sense that about people, but you can always sense about people when there's something more than the obvious. There's something more than just, oh, you know, he's just a bouncer. Nah, he's not actually he's actually not. He is a stand up guy and I can't quite figure out his story so yeah i definitely want some more about diamond maybe we'll get some um i'm not peeping these episodes ahead i'm just rolling through like i'm getting ready to go in episode four right now so yeah i think that was called scars that's the only thing i saw so we're gonna see we we're gonna see maybe we'll figure something out but um i would like to thank you for listening um if you're sending me the messages on the podcast uh site definitely keep doing so Because some of you are bringing up some things that I haven't thought of. And then some of you are contesting some of the things I'm saying, which is great. I love this. I love talking and and hearing new ideas. And and I'm open to other people interpreting things. And maybe yours will make more sense than mine. All right. So thank you so much for listening. This has been another episode of a truly candid podcast, P-Valley Edition.